I'm Dr. Jeff Meldrum, and you're listening to Squatch Talks Podcast. Thank you for squatching. You're listening to Squatch Talks Podcast. Real stories and real encounters told by real researchers. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome back to Squatch Talks Podcast. How's everyone doing? Hi. Better and better. <laughs> hey, I'm Eric Spinner, your host, and I have my friends Jacob and Cassandra on with me this evening. Say hello. <laughs> so yeah, we are. Hey guys. Hello. <laughs> we are talking about some events that we're planning, and also uh, some past things that we've experienced together. But uh, Jacob and I have been talking, and uh, Cassandra decided to grace us with her presence as well, and uh, maybe would even tell a story if we're nice, so sit tight. Um, but yeah, Jacob and I were supposed to be out in the forest tonight, right? But yeah, got a little rainy out there. Unfortunately, the, the weather's not conducive, so we're going to get out tomorrow night, but we're going to take you with us, so hang on to your weaves, okay? <laughs> we're going to get out there and we're going to actually, you know, do what we've been talking about is actually uh, filming some of the stuff that we do when we're out doing this research. And uh, hopefully you'll enjoy uh, the ride and uh, want to come back again. So I just want to start off by taking care of some business. I like to get that out of the way in the beginning because, you know, people's attention spans aren't always the greatest nowadays. You know, totally. I want to thank uh, all, all our new subs and all the people who stuck and stayed. Don't forget to, you know, like and share and sub um also comments if you leave comments in the uh, comment section that really helps us grow the channel so we appreciate that very much thank you and of course the guys at the yeti lair all right I want to thank tyrell and eli uh, at yetibars.net for producing their fine products and of course the new squatch talks podcast bar and Body wash, uh-huh. I can't wait to try the body wash. I don't know if it's going to have the fine cedar shavings in there or not, but who knows. Um, so, yeah, you can go to yetibars.net and remember to use code STP10 at checkout, and you'll get 10% off your order. And they have everything in stock right now, so go check them out. Help support a small company. Um, another sponsors to thank. I'm not doing the... Uh, Caveman coffee tonight. <laughs> I, uh, I'm going to save that for next week. But um, yep. tonight, tonight we're just basically, like I said, talking about some of the things that we've been doing. Uh, Jacob and I and uh, and Art have been out a few times at a at a consistent location and trying to kind of you know get the locals used to our presence. That's something that we like to do is you know be consistent with what we wear, the vehicles, you know, the, the the types of provocations and things. And actually, we haven't been doing a lot of provocations, have we, Jacob? No, we haven't. We've been mostly going out there, sitting down. We would, you know, BS with each other, have fun. Me and mm -hmm. Eric were out there throwing around a glow ball one night <laughs> next to the bridge. Um, we just go out there. We make ourselves as entertaining as possible. We try not to make as many provocations because we don't want to, like, intimidate anything. or We mm -hmm. want to make something want to we want to make something come in kind of close to check us out um, yeah. and feel welcome, you know? And so of course oh, been oh. Really pursuing that kind of routine for over a year now, you know, and really just kind of going in like we used to in the early beginning, you know, stages of our 
research where we would just go in and sit quietly. And if we heard something come near, we might do a gentle whoop, you know, kind of just letting them know that we know they're there, basically. Um, so we kind of, you know, drifted away from that and got more into like the uh, the finding Bigfoot kind of routine with going out in two teams and doing the back and forth provocations, you know, all that kind of nonsense. So I don't know. I, I was I was saying on our past expedition, though, right? Back to basics. That was the theme, if you recall. It was very nice. And Cassandra was with us as well. And uh, I'll tell you what, Jacob really stepped up. And uh, Art Art really was impressed with uh, how well you uh, just jumped right in and, and took a leading role in the uh, in helping out and, and taking people out into the woods, you know, which is really good to see. So that's why we uh, nominated him for uh, a, a, an investigator status. So we're waiting to hear if that's been approved. So keep your fingers crossed. And, hey, everybody, reach out to Matt. <laughs> Text him and, and send messages. <laughs> Encouraging just him. Don't annoy him too much. I want to make a good. Yeah, I want to try to make a good impression. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm just kidding, you know. And nobody else has his number. Yeah. <laughs> but it's cool. I'll I'll keep after him. We'll get you on board. If not, we'll make you a member of Hasbro, right? North American Sasquatch Bigfoot Researchers Organization. It's a mouthful. That's why we say Hasbro. But hey, yes, we're talking Squatch talks tonight, right? So. Anyway, we're going to get out tomorrow night, though, and we haven't quite decided where to go. We're kind of running a couple of ideas. Of course, you all know about the recent sighting that Melanie had back in May, end of May, which I hope you enjoyed that last episode. It was kind of different how I had the uh, video, you know, the audio that I recorded the interview on back of the, uh, the GoPro footage that I took of that actual road. And then I included the camera footage of when I got back in the car with her and we recreated it. Again, I could have done better. Like, we drove up the road and I told Tom, I, I radioed Tom, and I said, okay, Tom, start walking now. And it was perfect. Like, where Tom was walking was I exactly where the Squatch was walking along the road. Obviously, I didn't make him leap 10 feet. <laughs> yeah, it's a little tough to do that. I should have said something as we were driving past, like, hey, how does Tom's height compare to what you saw? You know what I mean? And I neglected to do that. We did that afterwards when we turned around and came back. I then asked her those questions as to comparison of size and, and the, the, the body, she said, was much bigger, much wider. Um, but she only saw a silhouette because of, you know, apparently the, the angle of the sun rising and everything. She didn't see really any facial features. It was a dark hair colored individual. And, you know, those things happen really quick, you know. Um, but we did check to see if there was any impressions from if something leaps, you know, you would expect to find something in the ground, right? Same thing, though, happened with the uh, investigation that Art and Heather and I followed up in April of 2018 with the couple who had the one leap behind their car. And she saw it in the rear view. Again, we didn't find anything definitive as far as any impressions, a couple of potential things that it could have been, you know. So these are the types of things we do to follow up when we're speaking with a witness and to determine if it's a legitimate sighting or not. And I kidded around. I said, oh, it could have been that young man I saw walking in the front yard of the house that I, I called Travis, you know, because <laughs> he had long hair, <laughs> but he wasn't that yeah. So anyway, it's always great when you have a, a witness report their sighting 
quicker rather than later, right? So the yeah. sooner the better. Um, but hey, we'll take we'll take whatever information you want to provide to us. So if you had a sighting, remember you can go to uh, nasbro.net and you can submit it to our database. Um, you can also go to the bfro.net and we can follow up with, with you there. Um, but yeah, those are a couple of ways. And if you have any questions or comments or things you'd like us to do or, or see in the future, go to Squatch Talks Podcast at gmail.com. All right. So that's our email, Squatch Talks Podcast at gmail. Um, so yeah, that was fun. And it was great to to follow up with Melanie and, and her uncle Tom, who's been on our expeditions in the past. In fact, he couldn't make this this last one that we just had, but he dropped off a ton of wood, which was really nice of him. He's such a great guy. Um, yeah, what's, what's expensive? And the last time you and me and Art went out last Saturday, right? Yeah. yeah. We had a, a surprise right. guest join us. <laughs> yep. I did mention Greg, right, who's been following yep. the channel and, and has been a, a friend for a while. He came out with us, so that was cool because that gave us the ability to split up into two groups two teams right why don't we talk a little bit about that what happened that night jacob yeah so we um basically i got out there a little bit later i think i actually i thought the funny thing is we started out i went to meet meet you at another intersection and i yeah. actually ended up driving way up the road almost to our destination right. and, then, and i realized i was supposed to meet you back at the other spot and i was just there checking out a uh this little uh gifting station I set up mm -hmm. uh, that was shielded no results. So we got out there and we were driving down the road towards these, uh, to, towards the island or the, where we were investigating at. And we come across these interesting like tree manipulations that were on the side of the road there. These are trails that were obviously blocked off by these bent over trees they were wedged in the trunks and I, I i didn't take any pictures of them or anything but i mean they looked they were pretty interesting i mean I, I i lean towards it being human obviously but it was just it was weird kind of seeing that driving past that and seeing the um yeah i caught that, that was, i caught that out of the corner of my eyes we're going past and i, I backed up i said hey guys check this out right and yeah uh, i'm surprised it's all interesting that. And it at first could have been, you know, something worth looking at. Greg actually did go back the following day. I don't know if I told you oh, this. Wow. He did go back during the day and checked it out. And he sent me some more pictures. Um, but he really did feel like it was done by people, maybe trying to deter, you know, ATVers from going down that trail. Okay. He said there was indication yeah. that it was done by humans. However, he wound up getting stuck in the sugar sand. Oh boy! Oh no! And was out there all day and had no no luck getting out until. Uh, and I was going to eventually. I was going to close early and, and go pull him out, but he wound up getting a guy in a jeep to assist him, and he threw him some money to help out with that. Um, but he did find a line of tracks in the sand, which he found interesting. That were. Really? Off to the side, kind of like the ones you found, though, in one of your areas, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I mean, again, it's really hard to tell with photographs, and he sent me pictures, but it's hard to tell just from photographs, you know? Um, 
But those those tree manipulations did appear to be human, he said. So then we got yeah. out to our destination, right? We picked you up. We left your car. And we got to our area that we were going to research that night. And we set up a little base camp. And uh, we always kind of sit quiet for a while, kind of getting accustomed to the sounds around us. Um, and then we, I say, hey, how about we split into two teams and we'll we'll split up. And Art went with Greg towards the uh, swamp, right, in one direction. Yep. And you and I went across from where we were set up down the other trail. And uh, tell us about that. I think you you remember. Going yeah. So uh, before that, actually, yeah. So before that, we actually were sitting there for a while, and we actually had like what sounded like something big come up on us, and it was it was and it was like I don't know what they call it, snorting or something, but it turns out it was probably it was like yeah. a buck. I think that was remember a buck. that deer that like came up on us. It was like. It was just like huffing and like kind of like waking these all sorts of these like sounds. Yeah. So that was pretty interesting and cool. I never had a buck come up on us like that. Remember, we couldn't see it on therm though. Yeah, that was weird. We couldn't, even yeah. though it was like right of right. I get it, man. You know, we have this technology, right? But we don't see it. The, the woods are pretty dense. They are. You know? Right. And that area in general is very thick with foliage. It's like right between two like swampy areas and there's a ton of green briar and, and tons of like huckleberry and yeah. inkberry. And it's just so thick with foliage there that it's hard to even move through. There's actually an old blueberry grove that's mm -hmm. just down the way from there where, you know, there's ton someone was growing blueberries there way back in the day. So that's another really good food source. Yeah, right. and it's coming into season, so there's no reason yeah. why the you know individuals coming there at this time of year to to utilize totally. it. Totally. So you and I had, only this and it got narrower. Remember, the trail got more narrow. Yeah, it was narrow. <laughs> the further it was we, narrow, man. Um, good thing I had my permethrin on. Of course, you're traipsing around. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> I'm getting yeah. picks and chiggers, but um. So I had said to you at one point, because we literally had to, like, crawl under some bushes. There was, like, a path, but it was yeah. under the bushes, remember? And we crawled in yeah. on this, like, a little bit of a clearing in a cedar swamp. And that's when I radioed the other team, and I said, why don't we do some back-and-forth knocks? You recall? Yeah. Um, and also, when we got into that clearing, there was that broken tree that was broken pretty high yeah, up. Yeah, right above our heads. Which right above our heads, I would yeah, so uh, we did a couple of knocks. I did one, then uh, they responded very faint. Remember, we could barely hear, and they could barely hear us. So that's yeah. that was interesting. Again, very thick woods, um, and we didn't do a lot. We didn't do a lot of provocations. Again, just a couple. We waited, tried to get it a little thicker. Um, I think we did see a couple of interesting potential like tree breaks or whatever um but we yeah. weren't able to get too far at that point that cedar swamp i think really butted up against the uh the marsh area right so we weren't really we weren't really outfitted for you know with rubber you know, what do they call those mud boots and things to get any yeah yeah a little waiter little waiters or whatever they are yeah, so um, we, we yeah art has used waiters over at another area 
and had some success. Yep. But um, so we kind of hang hung out there for a while, and then <clears throat> I don't remember what happened, but um, we decided let's let's head back towards base camp. And if you recall, we're heading back, and it's like, wait a minute, this isn't the way. And I was like, I had said to you, <laughs> this place reminds yep. me of Vortex. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it was bad back there. It was very yeah. thick. We were because again, it's like the vortexes, you know. So we yeah. Had, yeah. a little bit turned around, but managed to uh, find our way out between the two of us. We kind yep. of doubled back, saw that big tree that was broken, and managed to get back on trail, which really wasn't much of a trail at that point. Um, Okay, and trail. we got back out and that's when I had gone beyond my truck where it was parked and I think yep. I did the calls that's what it was and I, really on the edge of my hearing I heard a response yeah I heard something whoop yeah a definite whoop right definite and whoop after that we kind of hung out you and I we sat there for a while and then Art and uh, Greg wound up coming walking back and I could hear them come yeah. through their red LED. Um and that's when I asked Art <clears throat> if he had done a a woo. And he says, well since you didn't radio me to alert me that you were doing a call, I figured I could do a couple of whoops. So I don't know because it didn't sound like the whoop came from their direction. It didn't sound it came from behind your truck I recall. I'm pretty it sure it came did. from that general area. Yeah like and that they were way on the other side. Yeah. So again, it wasn't an you know earth shattering night. We didn't have anything like come up on. Um, but you know we got to decide if we want to continue researching that area, or if we want to maybe check out something different. You know. So yeah, sure. And my goal mostly is to try to formulate a pattern in that area and see what the best what areas would be best, and maybe put some like long duration recorders out there or put some trail cameras out there and kind of figure out the right areas where I feel like we might have a better shot at catching stuff. Um, so I really want to do a lot more exploring in that general area of um, that particular section of work where we're just kind of going. And that's that's um, something I definitely feel you're quite ca capable and qualified to assist in. I just remembered as you were saying that I got a message from Andy Okay. Oh, wow. And this was probably a week ago, not even July 14th. So less than a week. And I've got two photos he sent me. Probably won't be able to see this too well. But that's a track impression. Oh. Here's one. Let's see if I can blow it up a little. This is actually his foot next to the track. Can you see that? Oh, yeah. That's definitely a footprint, it seems like. That is interesting. Okay. And uh -huh. <laughs> I was going to... I, I reached out to him and I said, oh, wow. I said, that looks like the outline of a heel. And so he sent me a, a, a third photo. And, you know, I always say when you got to, you know, draw circles with red things it's not real but <laughs> yeah but yeah there's a definite imprint okay mm -hmm. yeah photo he sent me uh the cool thing is it was by the swamp that we were at prior to the last time we were out 
Remember when we uh, left Art by himself? Yeah. And we walked around. Wow. It was here. It says this was in the swamp by the old blank. Um, and I said, we were out there last week. And it was very squatchy. And Art yeah. uh, came to me. He said, yeah, no problem. And then we never were able, I wasn't able to connect with him the next day. Um, but that's a recent okay. thing. So that's recent. I know you're thinking like where we were might have been a good spot to continue with, but maybe we should go back to that spot and and do it, so. and do what we said last time. Remember where we saw that kind of like location where we thought might be a good remote camping area? Yep. On that side of the on the opposite side? Yeah. 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 Instead of setting up where we normally do, we go around to the other side. I think we should do that for sure. Let's do that. All right. Yeah, that works for me, man. That's totally right. down with that. Cool. We'll meet at the same That's location. We'll meet at the same location that we usually do. Okay. Um. Not that. Not the new entrance. <laughs> the normal entrance. Okay. And uh, you can hop in with me, and we can take the truck around. Sounds good. I don't. I don't. I don't want to drive. I don't want to hike in all the way and set up something. I'd rather have the vehicle nearby. You know what I mean? In case we need to make a face yeah. to treat. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, I have to actually uh, take his car tomorrow to work. Oh, um, no I can done at, uh... at 6, but I don't know how early you guys want to get out. We're, We're going to be out. Don't worry. That's, that'll work. Yeah, we you'll don't... Be, you'll, oh. be, you'll be... Yeah, you'll... I was going to say, like, you'll be... We'll be back. You'll be back by... Why didn't you want to scout earlier or not? Well, we usually just... We just, we usually just go out and wait. We're... Yeah, we no, have, we've, we're in... we've been there. So we know where we're going. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh. But that's very considerate of you. Thank you. Um that. but that's uh that's not a that's not a problem. We'll we'll work it out. And uh you know, usually I like to get there as it's getting dark. Usually it's better to yeah. get there when it's still a little light, so you can get yeah. but uh you know, our normal time will work. Okay. But no, I think that's cool. I think that's a good spot to check out, especially based on these new images. You know? And then obviously Art had something knock close to his camp. Remember he radioed us and knocked, said he got knocked yeah. and something came up on him. Yeah. And he was like, on the, I wouldn't say he was freaking out, but he was definitely like I would say worried. he was unnerved. You know what I mean? Yeah. A little bit. Of, it's like when you had one further up the trail come up on you in the dark, you're unnerved. It's a normal <laughs> response. It's right? very unnerving, man. Yeah. Absolutely. So he, and then to make matters worse, <laughs> I wish he was here with us talking tonight, because to make matters worse, what did he see happen right in front of him with regards to your vehicle? I saw my light turn on, my interior light on my Subaru turn on by itself. How freaky is that? Like I said, my keys never touched anything. I was in the range of my Subaru where I range. could have manipulated the light. Ooh. And he said he was just sitting there, the light turned on for a second or two, and then turned back off. Yeah. So... Uh, and, we and that was the general area. Remember, we tried. Yeah, to. we tried to. I was, hitting, I was hitting stuff on my on my phone, my my key. And the thing is, with my car, when I hit the unlock button, it it, it just it, the awesome. lights don't come on. Yeah, and it also and sets the, the alarm if you do it without it. So, and he said that that's the general area where that, that uh, where he got something kind of coming in close to check them out. Right. Where you know, I thought that was pretty interesting. That was a weird correlation. Yeah, parallel between the you know two events. 
And he saw some, I think, some flickering red lights also. I think he yeah. had red lights where we had seen some white lights. And it's funny, you mentioned we were having that catch with the glow ball. That's always a good technique. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I don't know we were able to catch that ball. That was pretty amazing that we even were able and, uh, to Right? A dollar. It's a dollar at the dollar store. It's the coolest yeah. little thing ever. I mean, this is not very long. I found some glow sticks at the pop-up <laughs> when I was doing the demo. So <laughs> I'll bring that with us. Awesome. Um, totally. But, yeah, that was pretty cool. And then we had tried a couple of different provocations, and those those sounded really good from our location to where he was. But we didn't yeah. have any responses, of course, to that. But he was having yeah. – he radioed us, and he said, I'm having something happen here. <laughs> it I, was I almost like – I heard that knock him back. <laughs> yeah, he was he was definitely a little bit unnerved by whatever he was experiencing back at base camp. I mean, it yeah. was it was definitely for me. I mean, we were. We I was there by myself. You guys were over on the other side. I'd be like, "Yo, I'm I'm here by myself. <laughs> There's something going yeah. on. Hurry up, what you're doing over there? Get back. Back. back here. <laughs> yeah. I could I could hear. I don't, I don't need you. Was hoping we would head back. You know what I mean? But then you left. Yeah. The Remember, you put the glow ball out on that tree out in the woods. Yep. Maybe yep. leave it as a gift for somebody. Um, and I think that's a great area for us to check out this time because it's kind of in the middle of where things have it been happening. You know what I mean? It's right in that trap. So that's the way the travel route I've always looked at it as where something can get from our island area, come in through the swamp around there, and then get to the ford or the forge where there's other been other and there's been other experiences that right chatter. Right, I'll say it. <laughs> and that's a plan. That's a plan, and we'll try to film it at least partially. Yep. Obviously, I don't have the night vision cameras, but I just I was watching a thing on GoPro today. There are some night settings you can try, so we'll see. Maybe with headlamps, we can get enough of an image to make it worthwhile. But I'm saying, yeah. speaking of at night in the in the forest, I mean, Cassandra's been very gracious to join us and 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 you know rather than just sitting there looking good can you do you feel like maybe telling about what happened when you were out with jacob and coop that time um yeah i don't mind talking about it um (laughs) basically (laughs) sorry so basically um it was really really moonlit the night that i had my encounter Mm -hmm. um Tell us the time. Um, so we November, were, right? Pardon? It was the time of year. November. November. It was November. It was late November. Right? Yeah. Late okay. November. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Wow. Was that long ago? Yeah. <laughs> uh, feels like it was just yesterday. 2021. Late November um, 2021. So pretty much Jake and Cooper were, well, his friend Cooper, they were going to go on a night hike to Hawkins Bridge. Um, and I went with them and this was before I even believed in Bigfoot. I used to make fun of Jake for believing in Bigfoot. Um, I mean, we've gotten into arguments over it. I used to think that he was crazy. Um, (laughs) and I was like, I don't know. Um, so pretty much he leaves me in the car, like a good boyfriend at the time in the middle of the night, in the woods. Watch me. Uh, (laughs) Um, to go hiking to Hawkins Bridge because he had to park 
I think like a mile away. The foot, the, so the road was like extremely like flooded and treacherous around this time. We think we, it was after a lot of rain and stuff. So the reason yeah. why we parked so far away was because I really wanted to get down to the bridge and look for footprints, and <laughs> I ended up parking way far up. So yeah, I would say on maps, three miles. <laughs> yeah, and uh, on maps it looked a lot closer. But once we started hiking, and we were already like almost there by the time we were like, crap, this is really far of a walk. <laughs> like, yeah. So I decided I'm going to take a nap. And at the time, I didn't know Jake was looking for footprints. Um, I thought he was doing his herpetology stuff, you know, looking like looking at, you know, snake areas. Mm-hmm. You know, just trying to see where he could, you know, look mm-hmm. at them. Yeah. Um, and pretty much... Uh, I'm sitting in the car, you know, I took a nap for maybe like a, I don't know, half hour. Um, and I wake up, you know, I felt like when I woke up, I felt like something was watching me. And I thought maybe it was just, you know, paranoia being in the woods. And I was like, okay, you know, and it's probably nothing. So it's very moonlit. And I can see the trees. I can see the dirt path that's in front of me. Mm-hmm. We're parked off to the side. So like the car is like from the car looking over, you can see like a dirt path pretty much straight ahead. Um, and I get up, you know, it's probably like five minutes after I'm up. So, you know, my mind's already awake at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just kept feeling like this eerie feeling, like something's looking at me. And I look up because I, I think I was like adjusting the blanket or I was doing something. Um, and I look up and next thing you know, I see only legs and hands. Do like a ballerina jump, like you know how like I forget what it's called. It's like a just a pirouette. ballerina, like, yeah. A pirouette. Like, you know, they can do that. A pirouette, yeah. Well, pirouette. yeah. And pirouette. I thought you know it was super quick. It was like probably like I don't know, not even a second. It was it was really fast. Huh. Um, and now yeah, it's about a second. Um, and I remember seeing the hair on this creature you know it's very it was it looks like it was very coarse it was straight mm-hmm. and it looked very well groomed um i didn't get a good glimpse of the hands because of the way the it was just the way that the moon was shining more silhouette um yeah, yeah you could yeah um but i can get like good detail of like what was on the creature <laughs> i didn't see the hands though because i guess i was just so busy looking at the inner body um mm-hmm. but it went from one side of the pathway jumping across the sandy path like path yeah. Into the other, like the woods next to it. So from where so, you're looking, it went from your left to your right in front of you. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I didn't realize how big this creature was until Jake and I went back. Um, well, actually, hold on. Let me let me go backwards. And this, uh, okay. so basically, he comes back. Probably, well, I was terrified. I was like, I was shaking. I was just terrified. I'm like, what the hell is happening? Like, she what was, is this? She was so frightened. And. He comes back, like, probably 10 minutes later. Yeah. I'm shaking. I'm pissed (laughs) that he left me in the car in the middle of the woods for that long. By yourself. Things are out there. And so, you know, I'm just just sitting there. I'm not even talking to him. I didn't say nothing to him. And I'm just quiet. And, you know, he says, like, are you okay? And I'm like, no, I'm not okay. But... In my head, you know, I'm, I'm just sitting there, I'm quiet, I'm quiet, I'm quiet. And then halfway to home, it's probably like a like, good 25 minutes after we leave or whatever. He, uh, I tell him, I'm like, I saw something. And he's like, you want, you want to say something about that? Yeah, so we, she told me like, 
so she was pissed at me, obviously. She was very, she wasn't talking to me. You know, it's a very quiet 20, first 25 minutes. So we're driving back and she's like, I saw something. I, I think I saw, I think I saw a Bigfoot. And I'm, and I'm like. I didn't say Bigfoot. Yeah. I said I saw something. Yeah. She, she said she saw something. Because I was so skeptical. <laughs> and yeah. I, I'm just like, I'm looking at her kind of like, what? Uh, I don't think you saw anything. Like I'm, I'm kind right. of trying to play it down or anything. And she's, she's like, no, I really saw like you saw something. Yeah. And I'm in my head when I saw it, I was thinking deer. And then, mm. like, I'm like, deer are bipedal. Right. Well, I didn't say bipedal, but they don't run two legs because I didn't know what bipedal meant at the time. Sure. <laughs> um, but that's mind naturally wraps around in this area. Yeah. You like, know? I thought it was deer. Hmm. But, like you were saying? Yeah, and I, I just kind of didn't believe her. I was kind of like, oh, you're just, you know, we're out there in the woods. You got a little bit psyched out. I'm out there. I'm the big one guy. You're pissed off. You just want to make me feel bad now because I hate three miles each way with my bud and you're the one who's getting activity that's basically what yeah, you're right you know what i mean right i didn't think about that <laughs> so um <laughs> anyway before we get too much further than that i want to say that like when we were about we were all walking up to our car and we're probably like five ten minutes away from our car we're walking up the trail and me and cooper did hear what sounded like something hauling butt through the woods coming from that direction and going and past you like par like diagonal like the other direction and it sounded like it was kind of far out so i i, I was like oh we just spooked a deer or something so well, it, it would, wasn't really that would make sense though it wasn't really on my mind. if it yeah. Was, yeah it would make sense across the road that way it would be heading in that direction and that's what i'm saying it sounded like something off like probably maybe like i don't know like a couple like 150 couple hundred yards away running and just sprinting through the woods and i'm thinking like oh there's some deer running away from coyotes or something i wasn't really thinking much of it and how loud is it did it sound loud the funny part is when i heard it i didn't hear anything i was in the car though keep that in mind so the doors were shut like it was sure yeah and you didn't have um, your, your light on in the car right no there's no lights i actually so the we were in a super room so like there's like this little light at mm -hmm. like the front of the car, I actually had paper over that because I wanted to take a nap, and that light was in my face shining. So, and and you said you had just woken up, right, from a nap. Did you have yeah. your phone lit up at all at that point, or was no? That... I didn't even look at my phone yet. I looked at it for a second. No, the reason I'm very low. But there's light. a reason I'm asking, Cassandra, is because obviously, if you had taken a nap, right, and you woke up and it's dark out, you'd have the ability because your eyes are already in dark mode to see yeah outside they, you know, like by moonlight you know what i mean but had yeah. you turn on an interior light which if you do that then obviously it's hard to see outside of the windshield even but yeah the phone screen could then distort your night vision is the point mm -hmm. i'm bringing up so you had to I, looked at it for a, I turned it on for a split second to just look at the time and then i turned it off because it was you know it was it wasn't bright but i didn't want to like look at it because I liked being able to see what was outside. <laughs> right. And you did say that it wasn't immediately. You kind of had this impression like you felt like you were being watched for a while. Yeah, and that's that's kind of, I think I was kind of one of the reasons I subconsciously did that. Okay. Yeah. Um, like you're saying, uh, when it was noisy at all, it, it just sounded like something off in the distance, like breaking branches and running, just, just leaves crackling underneath of it. And it, like I said, it was so far off, I couldn't like tell if it was bipedal or not. And you I know how it gets like super 
I've heard deer running through the woods, and guess what? I don't necessarily recall hearing them breaking a lot of branches. Oh, no, they don't. And they're, very graceful. Really don't. they're very graceful. And but in my mind, I'm like, yeah, in my mind, I'm like, that's got to be a deer. Like, I, I, I was, I, that's the thing. I, it was because it's so quiet at night. We were actually out there kind of calling for owls, too, and stuff. So mm -hmm. we were trying to um, listen for that type of stuff, but it was so quiet at night. It, it, we just heard it in the distance. We didn't really think much of it. Yeah. Um, as for me, you know, when I'm, what was I saying? Oh, I hate that. <laughs> as well, you're saying, but you were saying it you were, as you started out. You were saying how you didn't believe at all in Bigfoot, and and then this kind of yeah, no, I didn't believe Bigfoot even moving. after this encounter, like for a little bit. I didn't, I still didn't believe like that because I, I really didn't know what I saw, you know, and I was still in shock for like a, probably a day or two. Um, well, not really. I wasn't really in shock. I was more on in. I didn't want Jake to be right. I really, I didn't want you to be right. I really you're, didn't. You still, you still held the garage a couple of days later. You're feeling a little resentment, you know. But, you know, I, I, yeah. I didn't mention, but, you know, that couple that I had said earlier, we were doing the follow-up on, okay, that saw the Bigfoot in their rearview mirror. Guess what? She, the woman who saw it, described it exactly the same way you did, saying it looked like a ballerina doing a pirouette. Really? Yes. And she knows what a deer looks like, obviously. She said it wasn't a deer, okay? And this thing leaped right across the road. We couldn't get her husband to recreate it. He was having some issues with his leg at the time. <laughs> but I'm saying, same type of description. You said it exactly as she did. Looked like a ballerina. And it's so funny, because when I was telling Jake all of this, I knew nothing about Bigfoot. Right. I was ignorant, and I, I didn't do any research on it. I knew nothing about it. And you didn't care about it either. I mean, really. No, know. I didn't. I, I who's who's gonna care about you know who's what normal person who didn't have an encounter is gonna care about some big nine foot creature or whatever, yeah. however big mm -hmm. in the woods. You know what I mean? <laughs> like yeah. um, but the thing is I didn't realize how big it was until Jake and I went back in the like in the daytime, probably a year later, to the same spot. Right. Um and I showed him where I saw this thing jump from. Mm -hmm. And there was a game trail where I saw it jump. There was a, a, a pronounced trail where you can tell lots of woodland critters like deer and, and, and raccoons and, and stuff have made a trail going through the swampy area that this thing appeared yeah. to have come from and, and jumped across the road. Yeah. And I know that area. And it is swampy. It really is. You can... You know, you can get lost in there pretty easy. Totally. Yeah. And again, something, something that is trying to avoid detection, because I'm sure it knew there was a vehicle there, whether or not it was maybe observing you from afar at first, and then maybe got, you know, scared by something and it leaped across the road, hopefully trying to avoid you seeing him or whatever. I mean, you didn't have the car headlights on or nothing. You know what I mean? So there wasn't anything besides moonlight. But... That was enough for you to see at least the image of something, you know, crossing the road. And it happens like that, obviously, you know. Yeah, it was really quick. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> and so we went back, you know, Jake was like, how, how big would you say this, this, you know, the leg was? And I was like, well, I mean, the, the torso had to come up to your head. Yeah. Like, it had to have started at his head. And Jake's like six foot two. Yeah. Right. Uh, I said torso, like... Yeah, probably the torso probably started about here. That's what you think my head would have been. 
Probably. Yeah. Wow. So probably about like six and a half, seven foot. Keep in mind, though, keep no, in mind, though, where she saw it was also in its leaping position. So it was probably yeah. up. You know what I mean? So it's probably smaller. No, no, what I saw it, it was it was bigger. Okay. It was, it was bigger than you, and she's saying you're a big guy to begin with. You know, I'm saying this is where the the like the torso started. Oh, okay. Like this with is where the leg is. Like, the leg to the torso. I didn't know that. Oh wow. That's big, but it was big. Like, it was big. It was a big thing. Yeah, I'm surprised I didn't hear it. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm taking into consideration though that you said it. It did like this ballerina thing. You know what I mean? Where it leaped over the road. So I'm assuming the torso would still be higher by two or three feet if it was leaping. That's my point that I'm trying to bring up. I don't know. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not yeah. trying to put words in your mouth. No, I'm no, just, you're fine. I'm just that. That was what I saw. <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's interesting. And again, you made. You know, you made a description that's been reported by other people as well. So that's kind of a neat correlation. So again, you you said you weren't out, you know, interested in the Bigfoot. You weren't really interested no. in looking at the Bigfoot. You were just kind of hanging out. You know, I used to make fun of him. Right. Yeah, she was, like I, he used to get pissed at me for making fun of him. Yeah. So when when did she things was. change for you? I feel like this is like a. Like an intervention? Or something? Yeah, like, well, not even that. Like, I'm like, going to a, a yes. church interview or something. So, so when, did, when did you actually start? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but um, I would have to say it was probably two days after. The, the day after the incident, you know, that happened to the sighting, Jake, um, Jake actually came over. And, you know, turning and uh, you're kind of like, what the right? hell? I said the wheels kind of start turning a couple of days later, right? And you're like, "What the heck did I yeah. say?" Yeah. Right? Well, the day after, you know, I'm I'm still in bed because you know I I sleep later than Jake. Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, I'm I'm getting up and he's already up and doing his thing. Yep. He comes in, and I'm laying in bed, and he's like, "So, what happened last night?" Yeah. And for a second, I was like, "Something happened last night." <laughs> and I was joking, and I was like, "No, see, this is what happened." Um, and then I told him, you know, obviously everything that happened, and uh, good, you're gonna, yeah. So she basically kind of told me the entire event in its entirety what happened, what because she didn't really tell me the night before exactly what transpired that night. So obviously, I'm I'm looking more into it. And I'm like, once you described like how it kind of jumped and it did the ballerina pose, I'm like. There's no, like, there's no way that that was something she just treated. It was fresh in my mind, you know what I mean? Like, and I, I knew that he thought I was lying. Yeah. And that's why I was like, oh, something happened last night. And then, you know, I. But well, once I like, heard that, I'm like, there's no way she's just going to guess that it, that's what. Because I told her then, like, another report in 2018. That's the one I'm talking about. The lady described, yeah. She's been described it the same way, like, it jumped across the road, almost like a ballerina. And I knew nothing. And keep my, I didn't have any signal out there. Nothing. Did no, did no research. Mm. You know, like. Yeah. So, yeah. And then, um, you know, probably the day after is when I uh, started to get a little more interested. And this was before I met you. Okay. Because I remember Jake was like, oh, my friend has a, well, my, my he didn't tell me that you were a Bigfoot friend. Mm -hmm. He said, my friend has a health haven store <laughs> or like a health store. I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, we should go. I'll meet your friend. Yeah. And 
<laughs> we get in, you know, we go into your mm-hmm, my shop store, and I see your Bigfoot stuff, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, aha. Uh-huh. Oh. <laughs> so then I was like, you know what? Fine, I guess. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You're like, there's another nutcase. <laughs> <laughs> but then, like, once Jake really started to, like, do more research into it, though, um, you know, after my my incident, um, it was actually kind of nice to know that there was somebody else who had the same encounter. Yeah. Or had sim- people who had similar encounters, I should say. That's absolutely true. And that that's something we hear from so many witnesses, like, just having the the resources to to be able to describe what happened and to get it off their chest without being ridiculed or mocked means so much to so many people, you know? And that's, that's why as an outlet for that type of thing, it's great because I don't keep it a secret. You know what I mean? That's why I have the, the stuff here. And I don't, you know, I had a, I had a lady in yesterday and I was helping other customers and she was just standing here looking at the stuff and literally was like so impressed by it. And like, I have to tell my fiance about this. She says, (laughs) like, you know, and, and I don't keep it a secret because if somebody has something happen, they know where to go. You know, the funny part is Jake, um, he, he wanted to keep it like more secretive when he first started doing research. Yeah. I mean, when I first, obviously when, when my sighting report came out, it made some news headlines and stuff. And, you know, when, uh, yeah, the whole thing with the snake and all that stuff. I had some friends messaging me saying, like, sure. you lost your freaking mind. Like, what are you're you doing? You're and, in the herpetologist community, and they're not going to, they don't like Exactly. And that's the thing is, like, there's some science, a lot of scientific, keep minded people frown on that type of stuff because you have the, the loudest people who are in the community are the ones who are coming up with the craziness and, and, and the stuff that are, and oh. people don't, they don't look into, to legitimate researchers who are out there putting in work, putting in time to go out and put foot, you know, cast footprints, do research out there, and and people like you, me and you, who are actually like putting our like blood, sweat, and tears out there doing this type of stuff. And right. correct me if I'm wrong, but even in your, I say correct me if I'm wrong, but even in that herpetologist community, right? Good if you even say a snake is poisonous. As opposed to, <laughs> they'll ban you from their group. You know what I mean? If you, out, man, but you say that a water moccasin will attack you, they'll ban you from the group. You know what I mean? They're so yeah. rigid when it comes to descriptive statements that you know you can easily get banned, right? So here, you, even yeah. that, especially in New Jersey. No, yeah, they are. Uh, I've noticed. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, but. On the flip side, I've personally had a few, and obviously won't name them, but I've had a few people who've personally come up to me and have, who are, you know, people who are in mm-hmm. scientific circles and who do research and have degrees and stuff who have some interest in it. And they're saying, mm-hmm. well, I don't think it's, I don't believe, I don't really believe in Bigfoot, but I'm, I'm interested in what type of research you're doing with it. How are you going about the research? Right. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, they, they, they have, there's interest there and there's people out there who are totally not going to poo poo the subject, but right. I, I do think that a lot of the problems with the research, the community is that there's, there's just people who are just absolutely, you know, kind of making bonker claims and, and mm-hmm. you know, are, are doing all sorts of stuff to make the subject more laughable and less. Right. Well, scientific, because that's why we vet the people who come on these expeditions with us, 
because totally. we don't know anybody who's coming on board the hoax or cause trouble. You know what I mean? I just interviewed exactly. another, another attendee for the Southeastern PA expedition, right, in the fall. And she's she's a, a professional and she's a repeater, but she wants to bring her brother this time. And she has another friend who's interested in the topic. So it was interesting. That's what we need, man. Professionals, okay. I got another uh, inquiry from a doctor in Connecticut the other day, wishing okay. to attend one of these things. He says, well, this is only four hours away from me, so I might be able to actually make this, you know. Again, we're having more of these types of people who are credible, professional-type individuals. You know, on this expedition coming up, I've got an, e an eDNA scientist joining us. Okay, awesome. and that's that's so unbelievable. Like Huge. before, we had a we had a uh, anthropologist on the expedition with us, and having these scientists on board enables us and helps us to become better at doing this research. You know? Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, I I just think Cassandra's story really rings true. I know the area very well, you know, and I can certainly. And there's been other reports from that area so i can definitely say that you know i believe her when she tells me that she thinks she saw yeah. across the room and let me tell you firsthand man she was emotionally she was like she definitely shaking. she was she was shaking she was white as a ghost man like she yeah. saw mm. something and like yeah. i said at the time i was just i wasn't sure to think because she knew i was the bigfoot guy and, and she right. didn't want to like I'm not sure which how she wanted to put it with me, but like she definitely was freaked out by something. And yeah. I think seeing a deer or seeing something <laughs> else like that isn't gonna make you turn white as a ghost. I mean, I thought the reason why she was like that, I don't know if like some like people in Jeep or Jeeps or dirt bikes were messing with her, or like someone, you know, was messing with her. Sure yeah, yeah, right. But uh, she was she was legitimately shaped, legitimately shaken. And, 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 yeah, no, I was, and honestly, I didn't even want to like tell him because like I didn't want him to be right. Well, but I do. I'm so. I do recall you wanting to tell me on the expedition, and things didn't quite work out as we would have liked because of the schedule and everything, the itinerary. But I did wind up going with Jacob, and uh, and I think you were there also, and we stopped at the location, and I got to see firsthand the distance from where you were to where you thought this individual leaped. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it's interesting because like you were saying, there is potential game trails that cross over that road, right? Yep. And something theoretically could have continued after jumping across the road down those woods and then paralleled you and Cooper, you know, in the opposite direction, of course, but, um, yeah. you heard something, you know, running through breaking branches and making a lot of noise. Who knows? And that time yeah. of year. That time of year is still totally. an active time for sure. Oh yeah, totally, totally. Um, man. It was definitely super, super active for sure. So, yeah, was... welcome to the club. I think you saw a Sasquatch. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> As Bobo would do. As Bobo would say. <laughs> welcome to the club. Who's Bobo? All right, you're. I'm just kidding. You're done. I'll put on the hat. Make it official. <laughs> Dude. It's fine. Do I look like Bobes? Kind of do. Nah, you need to walk, you need to gain another hundred. Yeah, you're like a you need, skinnier a, you need to gain 150 yeah. pounds as a long hair. Yeah. <laughs> Eric had long hair. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Bobes. 
We love he's you. Somebody, he's somebody in the way and grow another like. So he's lost a lot of weight. He's slimmed yeah, down. He's he's definitely lost skinnier now. I saw recent pictures of him. And speaking of Bobs, yeah. go see uh, what is it called? Cliff Cliff and the uh, Bobo on their podcast, um, Bigfoot and Beyond. Okay. Yep. yep. Check them That's out. Good podcast. Give them a follow. They have some interesting stories. In fact, I was on the yes. premiere episode. Did I mention that? I was on their premiere podcast with Cliff and Bobo. You were on their episode? Yeah, the first one they ever did. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. I, yeah. I was going to say, I, I listen. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Never forget that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember now. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, That's hey. Funny. You know, we've been talking a while, and I think this was a really fun episode so i'm hoping that, that episode, we can take some of what we talked about maybe we'll get some footage tomorrow night you know what i mean out in the woods and we'll put it together and hopefully get it up in time to to air on saturday night and if not you don't have to watch it saturday but hey check us out on uh, other podcast platforms near you on spotify apple tunes iheart you name it podbean check us out and if you don't mind give a um thumbs up or whatever they call it a rating good rating helps uh just you know just looking to grow the channel we're having fun and uh heather will will join me again she had a, a long day today we would have liked to have had her graces with her presence but she decided to take a, a a night off so hopefully she'll come back again we've been keeping busy and my battery's running low so i guess this is a as good a time as any to uh thank Jacob and Cassandra for joining me. Just came up with a message. Your battery's running low. I didn't plug in tonight because I didn't figure we'd be that long. But that's yeah. what happens well, thank when you, you talk Squatch, right? When you talk and Squatch, yeah. it's, it's so interesting. You just can't stop. So yeah. I will see you, thank you tomorrow night, my friend. And Cassandra, good thank you very much. Hope you had a good time. And uh, Thank you, Eric. Hope you'll come back and join us again. Thanks for squatching. Thanks for squatching. Thanks for checking out this episode of Squatch Talks Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, follow, and give us a like. And stay tuned for more exciting stories on Squatch Talks.